Welcome to the Roadie Friday Podcast with your hosts, Darren Makins and Jose Escudero. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. That's my fucking boy right there, though. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Oh, look at that. Dude. How you guys doing? Oh, good, man. How you doing? I'm really good, man. I'm really good. It's good to see you guys. Dude, it is so good seeing you guys. Uh, make sure you get you that water. Oh, yeah. I brought plenty. Oh. <laughs> It's really hot in this garage. It's like fucking, it's got to be 95 in here. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh, Roadie Friday. Roadie, you know what? This, oh, yeah. this entire time, I'm like, I'm getting ready to do this episode, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't worn a single Hawaiian shirt on any of these podcasts, so fuck it. I wore a Hawaiian shirt. Today's the day. Today is the day. You're right. So, uh, dude, Justin, man, what's been going on? Recently, I'm just chilling right now. I got some time off. Dude, hell yeah. How hard you've been working, you deserve it. What is that? Yeah, I guess so. I guess <laughs> so. I think we're all working hard, right? I mean, you guys are pretty active out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to. Yeah, I just, uh, I got off of like, I don't, maybe like seven or eight weeks, two week break, and then back at it till early September. Yes. Active. <laughs> yeah. Totally active. I just I did eight weeks in Europe, which was uh, which was fucking insane. Yeah, and then we two weeks off, and then like five weeks around the states, and then on the last day, the drummer was having a baby, dude. Yeah, so oh, I saw that. I saw that, and you filled in for him. Yeah, that was legendary, stressful, but yeah, really cool, legendary, all part of the fun of of this gig, right? You never know what the fuck is gonna happen next. Yeah. So the, it was uh, between you and Brandon. Yeah, y'all like did the whole gig. Yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Seeing him back on the kit was pretty fucking sweet. You know, like I bet watching I that nostalgia. I would have paid to see that. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that yeah. this, this was this was before your time. But when I worked for Nonpoint, we did a, a bunch of dates as main support for a Treyu. And at one point during the set, they did like an old school set where uh, Porter set down the bass and grabbed the the main vocal mic. And then Brandon went back behind the drums and Alex actually came out and played bass. And they just did like an old school, like a trip. They did all the like uh, right side of the bed and all that real old school shit. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude, it was fucking it was killer. And like the only the only part of that whole thing that I regret is it was like it was the first tour that everybody was coming right out of covid for. And so like we were doing the bubble thing. And so like I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't go out in the crowd and enjoy it like we were all staying backstage, but we enjoyed it from backstage. But that that's just that's something that I would have loved to see from front of house. Yeah, definitely. It's a whole different dynamic out in front. Yeah, for sure. Fuck, dude. I can't like it's so good seeing you guys. Uh, <laughs> What's been going on with you? Me? Uh, well, I was just in a I just did. A, I can't say who I was working for, but I thought it was going to be CIA or something like this. Come cover up. He's doing next level. Some fucking spy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. So we did Japan and then we did six weeks in Europe and then we did Southeast Asia and then we did Australia and I got b- back home like two weeks ago. Uh, 
I've got some one-off stuff in July, and I might be filling in for a week for in July as well. And I haven't I haven't said this part publicly, but I'm actually the new backline tech for. That's sick. That's it's it's a rad gig. So I'm basically going to be off until they do the uh, tour with. I saw. Yeah. Oh, sick. It'll be a. It'll be a fun. Yeah, active, active. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, just to get a uh, just for the the listeners out there to get a, a a base start. How did you how or a baseline for this conversation? Uh, how did you get your start in this industry? Uh, I moved to Hollywood. Terrible idea. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible idea. This was like early. I don't know. Two thousand six. Seven, I don't fucking know. I've stayed out there for seven years. Networked my ass off. Uh, moved to Northern California when finally gigs started happening, which was hilarious. All my networking like unraveled or came together uh, once I moved out of Hollywood. Yeah. And I got a gig playing drums. That's how all this starts like from playing drums. I got a gig playing drums with uh, a female lead vocalist, Otep, in the metal industry. Okay. I like played with her for seven, eight years, seven years. And then in that, all by networking again, I started networking with more people. And then some of the bands, when I quit and I left that project, some of the bands that I had toured with were like, dude, you should fucking tour manage us or you should do this. Or And so then this next door and this journey I'm on opened up and uh, I started just like getting fucking mad calls for tour managing. And then COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, you know, and now, and then once COVID uh, broke. Somebody hit me up to drum tech. Like my first drum tech gig was with Pop Evil. I had always checked all my own shit, like playing with OTEP, fucking doing trailer stuff, trailer load in, load out, working with all the venue staff, all the shit. Uh, so I figured it'd be an easy transition. Set up a kit, tune it. I do it every day. Behind me is a full, you know, I'm, I'm basically working with drums all day, every day. So I didn't see how it could be hard. And then that spawned into a tray you. And now, yeah. Hell yeah. And you still are you both the TM and drum teching for a trade? Yeah, yeah. Started as drum tech as like a part time, and then they hired me full time, and then yeah, they asked me to TM, and I was like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> and then I, I mean, <laughs> they they obviously trust me. They they let me tour. Uh, they let me t- uh, tour manage fucking all of Europe. I had never tour managed uh, a bus out there. I had done a Sprinter van and a Mini Liner. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a Mini Liner out in Europe. No, I haven't. I don't think it's fucking crazy. I was about to say, is that like, is that like Europe's version of a bandwagon? No, it's it's even smaller. It's like a sprinter van, I guess, but boxier, and it holds like somehow it has nine fucking bunks in it. It's like a lunchbox huh. on wheels that at any point would just get it's it's insane. <laughs> the back three like is is basically a square hole that you have to get in, and then. It, it like lays out in the six feet, but you have to squeeze your body through a, <laughs> a really small square hole to get in. It's fucking crazy. Oh, it's a, <laughs> I, I could only imagine climbing into the third, like the top bunk of something Dude. like that. Yeah, it was cool because everyone's all closed, but also fucked up because, you know, everyone's all closed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, my first bus tour. So they, they honestly trust me a little bit. So I don't know. They're crazy. They put a look. <laughs> Like do this. I'm like, are you sure? Like, sure about that? Yeah, those those guys, the the you guys are some of the most fun dudes that I've ever met. Like out on the road, they're just Fuck. like, 
I, I yeah, I have nothing but absolutely positive things to say about them. Like there's a situation that I don't that I don't really care to share on like a public platform that Atrey you really came in clutch for me on the on the run that we did together, but like, let's just say I had a meltdown and and the the Atrey you guys were like, "Yo, I got you." And it's like my fucking boys. Awesome. Yeah, those dudes are fucking solid as oak trees man yeah. i love each and every one of them all the crew everybody that i've been fortunate enough to work for for the past year and a half now some stellar human beings to say yeah like, i always remember like i did because i did that one gig with with you and them and honestly like i was a little bummed when every like all of y'all were asking like if i was available for that tour that was coming up and i was like man yeah uh, if, I, if i didn't have if i had the schedule availability it would have been like an automatic yes because uh it, it was a good time it was yeah. like a, a good like three four days that we spent together like yep. it, it you was drank cool. a fucking box mask all the way to fucking yeah jesus yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was interesting like we uh flew into california uh we did one day of rehearsals we drove a box truck with all the gear to arizona and then did one show and then drove the box back and that was it and that was my that was my fucking first time tour managing those guys. Oh shit! <laughs> that was my first. That was like my first day right there. Yeah, that was <laughs> nice. And I, was, I bet I bet you couldn't tell. I mean, I don't know. No? I could, but I'm always uh, down. Uh, well, I'm always like, shit. I could have done better. So I don't you always question. Oh yeah, there's yeah, there's always that like human element element of it. Like no matter how like no matter how well I kill a gig. I can forget everything that I did well, but the things that'll stick out in my mind are the things that I fucked up. You know? Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, like from a TM, I, I don't. It, it didn't. It definitely didn't seem like a first day. Awesome. Well, that makes me feel good since. Yeah. Since you work with amazing people, <laughs> I, I had a good time. I mean, it was definitely it was like the rig itself was a little. Oh yeah, you're roughly put together oh, like the campers oh. just laying on the floor, cables everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They they had him they had like not played in like forever. And like, they was just one of like the first few shows back. <laughs> so there was no real rig to like take to a gig like that. Wow. So we that just played it together. Thing, I wouldn't even follow the playback rig. It was just like playback spaghetti and meatballs with fucking buttons. It looked insane. Uh, yeah. I remember Josh going through that. Like, I was like, I have no idea. Dude. I never touched this shit. I don't know anything about audio. We had a uh, the the dates that we did with Atreyu. We had Fonz as the as the uh, guitar tech, and that's where I actually met Fonz. Uh, and he, uh, I remembered his station because it was like two Kempers sitting on top of a uh, of like a folding table, and then he had his like world right next to it. And I was like, ah, uh, that's a little peculiar, but okay, you know. And I mean, they were at the time. I think they were just kind of like doing two weeks here doing or doing a week here doing a week there just like dipping the toes back into touring you know not doing like full month runs or anything like that and i i just yeah i just i always i, I thought that that was a little particular just seeing like oh okay so the the kempers are just sitting in like lunchbox carrying cases and stuff like that whereas like uh working for nonpoint at the time we had everything in flight cases and everything was like set and had its station so we were like Easy on, easy off stage. Yeah, this was not an easy on, easy off. We're oh, not at all. Scrambling, piling shit. You know, <laughs> go. Fuck. Yeah, that's that wasn't an easy on, easy off. Fuck. Yeah, but I mean, not not all gigs are like that. My last no. one definitely wasn't. <laughs> Never. It's always a learning experience. <laughs> Every time you get into a new gig or a new camp or a new something, it's never the same. Oh yeah, that's um. 
the tour that we did together, like day one of the tour, that was my, that we had, I had no pre-production with them. Day one was day one for me. And I was like, we unloaded the trailer and I was trying to go through and nothing was labeled. And I was like, okay, so what's mine versus what's God damn it. Nothing's labeled here. Like there's no G1, G2, anything like that. So I ended up making my own system and I took gaff tape and just labeled everything G1, G2. And then from like, Obviously, you have like the kinks on the first couple days that you work through, but then after a while, you learn what the cases look like and you no longer need the labeling system, but it's still kind of nice to have. Yeah, always. Yes, but like going into a new gig, the labeling, crucial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually, uh, my process now is just taking different colored tape and like putting, you know, if I have like an input here that needs to go to here, I'll do red to red and then I'll make sure that the cable that I use is all red. So that way, like if I have one too many of these on a particular night and then the next morning I have to set up, you know, the whole world and everything, I just, uh, I don't even have to pay attention to because I've already worked it out. So that way I know exactly what gets plugged into what. So now all I have to do is just pay attention to colors and no matter how hungover I am, I can handle colors. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. It's the numbers, mate. Numbers and letters. <laughs> it's numbers. Fine. It's and numbers and letters. Dude, I can't read. Well, just fucking give me colors. Yeah. Something that soothes the, soothes the eyes. Exactly. So what exactly um you're you're the second tour manager that we've had on on this show. Uh the ep- the the most recent episode may have accidentally released for a half hour this morning because oh, I, shit. I scheduled it. And the, uh, usually, usually when I upload it, I like schedule it. And then like, if you don't get back to me with approvals or anybody gets back to me with approvals, I just kick the football down the field a little bit this morning. I forgot to kick the football down. So I had to unpublish the episode, <laughs> Oh damn. but, uh, so what, uh, Justin in your, in your description, what is the role of a tour manager? Oh my God. Uh, everything. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know because I, every, Every camp is different, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm doing multiple jobs besides tour managing. Tour manager and drum tech extraordinaire. Yeah, and I run the playback. We'll play, yeah, stage manage. Sometimes we'll play Frisbee with drum heads. Yeah, Frisbee has to happen. But, I mean, the overall following a, a accounting budget, you know, being sending the whole advance sheet. You got to send an advance. So, basically, it's a full description of, of what your band needs. Uh, your crew needs, production needs, voltage, fucking venue size. Uh, there's just so much. Fuck, dude. I mean, dealing with management, dealing with accounting, keeping relations with everybody. If you're the headlining tour manager, then you got the whole other four bands, three, two, whatever, however many bands that you kind of take care of, too. You're the fucking, you're the everything. You're the everything. Like management, I don't know. Maybe there's tour managers that have a, like, band managers that really assist a lot mine do really well i will say but i definitely do like fucking booking buses uh routing the bus getting all your guys's payroll and shit sorted making sure all your reimbursements are fucking taken care of giving you all your buyouts uh just every you know if you smoke weed i'm trying to fucking make sure you're not spending your money on that and, and hitting up dispensaries with with uh, on the rider three week question mark and i'll put a little red line through it so that way you know it's not real <laughs> am i asking for it i don't well there's a line through it that just you know discrepancies i don't know yeah sorry that was a typo but <laughs> yeah yeah getting the rider so all the food for everybody before before after show meals kind of sorting all that shit out and a lot of people have uh tour manager assistants that kind of get that stuff i have to i have to label all, all the rooms 
all the hallways, if there's catering, label catering, make a day sheet that, that basically sets up everybody's day, uh, with venue info, you, you know, luckily now there's master tour. It's been around since like what, 2013 or something like that. So we could kind of just put a fucking shit ton of info in there. The tech pack, I can attach the tech pack and attachments. So that way us dummies can go and look ourselves. I mean, I would hope, but it never happens. Everyone still asks me. Yeah. Like, Fuck, yeah, yeah, we've got to yeah, yeah. go with the trusty check master tour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, like, you know, is, it, is it catering today? Check master tour. 100%. Where's the hotel? Check master. It's always showers. Check master tour. Yeah. And actually now I print, I print a day sheet and I print venue info that has, if there's showers, what the showers are, how many, Wi-Fi info. Uh, yeah. I'm a travel agent. I'm booking all the flights. I'm booking all the hotels. I'm getting the driver sorted. I'm getting him printed maps for, for venues. I'm getting him a runner to get him to the hotel, making sure that he has an Uber back. A lot of times if the bus has problems, you know, I can, I can assist. The first man on site, you're, you're I yeah, tour manager. Fuck, dude, that's a, he's the, he's the all of all on tour yeah hell yeah at this point in my career there's no way i would even consider tour managing like nope sorry <laughs> no i've met i've met enough of y'all to know that that's not for me <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what the fuck i was thinking like, I, I don't know you, you didn't answer with a yes you were just like yeah fuck it like yeah exactly yeah i was pretty much i was like okay yeah fuck <laughs> So the next thing that I had was, uh, what are some of the challenges you face as a tour manager? But you pretty much covered all of them. But uh, is there anything in like any anything specific that would that has happened in your career that like you think you deserve a trophy for, or you should get some kind of fucking award for? I put out a bus fire. Our bus caught on fire in Arizona. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Fucking shot. Yeah, I put them out in these fucking Crocs right here too. I put them fire. <laughs> I still have. I, See, uh, and uh, my buddy Brian was on that tour. Brian Roll. Yep. Yeah, that's the fucking homie. But he's good dude. Now he's like helping yeah. a lot. He's fucking. Yeah. Yeah, because he was uh he was out with nothing more on that tour, yep. right? Yeah, drum tech. Okay. Yeah. The homie, such a good. I went in. I I visited him in Colombia. Yeah, we we go back a a couple of years. He he's a good buddy of mine. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a solid song bitch right there. He's good too. I enjoy Brian a lot. I only got to tour with him for a short time, but he's, he's yeah, such a good dude. Yep. But he's the man, dude. He's awesome. Yeah, so I put out the bus fire. Uh, come to find out there was a family on this bus at the time. So the singer's wife and two kids were on the bus. So I was able to get them off. While the bus was in fi- on fire, my only thought was, all the fucking guarantees are on this bus. So I run back on while this thing is like just fucking engulfed in flames and smoke. Grab all the fucking beds, money, and come back off. And then like find every single fire extinguisher I can from big to small to medium to large and just start fucking going at it against this thing. Man, so so was it drivable afterwards wow. or like what did you have to yeah, do? Yeah, dude. It's on the fucking road right now. It's, of course it is. So... Because it was a generator fire, right? Yeah, it was just the generator fire. It all basically stayed inside the firebox. You know, that That's thing's good. got a bunch of uh, aluminum or tin or some shit, fucking steel, that, that surrounds the whole thing. And then it just kind of burnt, like, the, the top where, like, the floor and some of the cabinetry and shit. But they were going to redo the thing anyways. So the driver, I had to book 
I somehow magically got fucking 13 seats on one flight because there was a family on there. So we all had to fly together. I managed to get all 13 of us on one flight out at the same time into the next venue. We played the fucking show. And then I had to write the runner, drive the band. And then I hopped in the bus with Nomo. And I got to the venue first, set everything up. The band came in, got everything done. And then we fucking played the show. We had all kinds of fuck. We've had so many crazy problems. Remember the problems that we had on your, on your tour, Darren? Uh, yeah, I remember. Oh my God. I remember the Gary Indiana show. Like we canceled fuck. first because, uh, Spencer was having some vocal issues and then like, and our press release said like, you know, please still go to the show because of Trey, you motionless and white and black veil brides are still playing. And then like shortly afterwards, we learned that you guys were broken down somewhere. I forget where in the middle it was in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's no Ubers. There's no rides. There's no nothing. It's like 50 miles to the next fucking Hertz rent a car or any of this shit. We're right in a truck stop with the, it's like the biggest fucking parts depot you can possibly imagine for, for big buses and trucks. So we're hoping they had the part. They didn't have the part. We had to cancel that show. The dude, some fucking dude in some small town brings an ambulance out. It's a full like fucking work truck. in. I have no fucking idea. Jacks the fucking side of this bus up, slaps the thing together, gets it working. And then we showed up to that show where you guys were 45 minutes before we had to play. That was uh, another, that was another show. That's okay. That's there, the show I'm talking. About. Yeah. There were, there were two separate ones. The second one was West Virginia, something like that. Because like Dallas, because our fucking bus driver didn't make bus call. <laughs> These are the kind of things. Here's a fucking thing I have to deal with. I had a bus driver not make bus call and then try to blame it on me because I didn't fucking call him for bus call. This was like three days in the tour or something Did like that. Did he check this master tour? Dude, <laughs> and it's in master tour. It's fucking printed. I sent people text. Like I, I create a whole note sheet on top of master tour for drivers that has all the fucking info for hotels. And then I start deleting them individually. I put the confirmation number. I put all the shit. I don't go through third parties. I go through first parties, you know, like, so if anything ever happens, this driver gets fired, I can fucking cancel it. Or, but I had a fucking driver. not make bus call. I woke up. I thought, oh, fuck. I, I passed out. I didn't wait for the driver to get on the bus. Cause I was fucking exhausted. Woke up at like seven and we're still parked at, in the same fucking venue. I'm like, uh, bus call is two. What the fuck is going on? I call him. And yeah, he basically quits. So they had a <laughs> driver out. He couldn't get out until like nine o'clock. And then. Yeah, I, I remember the show you were talking about, though, because like we had a discussion amongst like some of the crew of like the, the bands that we were all working for. And we were like, OK, so Atreyu is going to get here like 45 minutes before they're supposed to play. So it's going to be all hands on deck. You know, we need everybody here to help them get on stage. I was the only one that showed up to your fucking trailer. I know. I saw. Yeah, I remember. I remember. We all remember. We fucking every time that comes up, we're like, you remember fucking Darren being right at the goddamn back, ready to fucking go? Yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't fuck around. Like, Atreyu is one of my favorite bands. I want them to play the goddamn show so I can enjoy it, too. Yeah. Atreyu, yeah, like, not, not to not to, like, kiss Atreyu's ass too many times in this episode, but, like, they're the one band this that entire tour that, like, I was out watching every single night. And like, even if we were on right after you guys, I would like 
I think right before that dubstep song or like during the dubstep song, I'd be like, all right, I guess it's time to start tuning to guitars. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good show, man. It's a good time. They're a it's, good time. Do one of the best, like yep. hands down. No fucking tracks. I mean, okay. I won't say no tracks because there are some like percussion, but it's no full fucking guitar solo tracks. No fucking vocal tracks. No bullshit. There's no, none of that. It's no the real deal. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I can I can cut this part out if you would like me to, but I remember the Orlando show when Brandon was struggling really hard, and you know they still they fucking did it. Like I don't know, man. Still, he'll still try, you know. Like he still tries to go out there and fucking give it a hundred percent. Yeah, fuck yeah. No track, still he's not gonna fake it, you know. No, that you you he could have easily faked it. Like use the tracks from the night before or whatever. Yep, one hundred percent. That's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely. I don't understand it. Goddamn computers fucking everything up. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's bands where there's bands where the backing tracks and even then like the computer, like we've talked about the falling in reverse thing where people were giving them a lot of flack about, uh, you know, the, the, the lost laptops. And, uh, I, I will say that there's a lot more to that than that, than what was like, it's easy clickbait to just say, Oh, they can't play a fucking show without their tracks or without the computer. Well, when you're a band like that and your light show is synced to the time code in the computer and I don't know, I don't know what their, their guitar situation is, but for some bands, a lot of the, the patch switches and stuff like that on, on, uh, for their uh, amp modelers and stuff like that, they're all on MIDI, which is attached to the tracks, and so like they don't like ice nine did not have pedal boards period all the switching and all the guitars was was done via midi to all of the axe effects if we lost yeah. the computer we can't play a show like we literally they, we can't because the lights were synced to it and so it's not like oh the band can't play you know because they suck they're not you know these are top-notch killer musicians they've worked their ass off to get to where they are professionally but like when so much of the show is integral to that computer existing, it just, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, it can't like it can't happen. That's the heart. Yeah, exactly. It's the heartbeat of the whole show. And like, in, in, in theory, like if you had a killer LD or something like that, like they could probably do lights on the fly. But it's it's not like it's not going to be to the standard that the crowd is expecting. So yeah, they just stressing that fucking dude out too. You know, uh, one yeah. of these lights. Or of hours. <laughs> you know, many times it happens, you know, you have to learn something. Just the stress of that. Like, get a new job. Hey, guess what? You're stage managing today. And you're like, fuck, no. What? Oh, my. What? What the fuck? My shit. Did I, get, did I do that? I don't. Well, it's like, it's so, uh, I, I guess, I guess the, the, I guess it would be like, you know, if you're, if you're a mechanic and you're working on cars all the time and then somebody's like, Hey, guess what? I got you a job at the Tesla dealership. And it's just like, what the fuck am I supposed what? to, what am I supposed <laughs> to do with this? Well, you're a mechanic, aren't you? Well, yeah, but it, this is like apples and oranges. Like, yeah. It's in the opposite side of mechanicism, you know, like, or whatever it's, you're <laughs> fucking weird. That's, it's an electric car. Yeah. Same way different you know like, it's like it's the same yeah sure but it's also like super fucking different super different so yeah that's all i'd like to say about tracks <laughs> <laughs> what about you what's your thought on trail yeah what, what what are your thoughts on tracks jose well you know it's like kind of same as yours like like you said like sometimes like stuff and 
stuff like lights and pyro and guitar changes all you know the especially when it comes to shows that have like live props like pyro like i think like tracks so like like having a computer controller that is like essential so that everyone knows when everything's happening no one's in the path of like flames shooting out of a cannon you're like yeah i'm not about that and everyone stays clear everyone knows when to stay clear everyone yeah. knows what's happening you can have like cues in your ears like hey by the way there's fire coming up like i just don't want some dude fucking singing a full song nilly vanilli style we canceled that whole band you remember when Millie vanilli came out like they were fucking caught singing to tracks people people fucking murdered that band they ostracized we can't. We canceled bands back in the day for things that are now commonplace. Yeah, now people are really yeah. all over the place. Yeah. No, hey, uh, Molly Crew was getting a lot of flack recently for like the bass tracks being on tracks. Like, well, the- yeah, but th- like if you, if you're blatant and your hands are up here, and then you hear a bass yeah. track, like, no, yeah, like definitely, like still put on a show, like. If- People are expecting a show. No matter how it's happening, a show is happening. You do the show. Yeah. And even even then, bands that are using tracks, there's somebody that explained it to me, but it's it's a lot easier to emotionally accept if you think of a concert nowadays as musical theater instead of a performance, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I also like... Uh, I also like, I, I don't know, I I know it's the case for me and I, I know it's the case for a lot of like other industry people. It's like, you almost see them as different kinds of bands now. Like there's the bands with the guys who do it for real, like Atreyu, Alter Bridge, who like, you know, there's like little to no tracks happening to the bands that have all this production going and extra instruments. And like, they almost seem like a different kind of, thing altogether like yeah it's still a, a band but it's almost a different breed of band like the tesla of musicians <laughs> yeah the tesla of music. yeah uh, you know what that's that's the term that i'm gonna start using is just like oh that's a tesla yeah, band. <laughs> a tesla band is that a dual motor or single motor <laughs> this thing can go zero to 60 in 0.5 seconds yeah Exactly. Oh my god! I was uh, the the last tour that I was on myself and the other backline tech James. We went to go hold koalas at this like uh, koala sanctuary, and then on the way back, the uh, the Uber that we got was a Tesla, and the guy was more than happy to show us the power of his Tesla. <laughs> nice. I feel like all Uber drivers who drive Teslas are more than happy to show you that that thing is badass. <laughs> every tesla okay. uber driver i've ever had in my life is always like oh yeah this thing fucking chug it out i'm like oh yeah i've checked them out god man. damn it man warn me next time yeah lost my whole coffee in my crotch come on man and now you're out 250 bucks because they're gonna get you with that cleaning fee uh, except, well hopefully he can air dry it by going so fast with the windows rolled out or something <laughs> So I kind of wanted to shift this conversation a little bit um, because something that's actually been in a lot of headlines recently has been the cost of touring and how expensive it's gotten. And in particular, like I know that there are bands that have actually full blown canceled European tours because the, the, the cost has just 
become so expensive and M Shadows from Event Sevenfold was talking about how they're spending two million do- more dollars on buses for this upcoming tour. I don't want you to give away specific numbers. I don't want anybody to know Atreyu's financial situation, but you guys very successfully pulled off a uh, a European tour. Was it like scraping by with like, was it just, was it, was it a situation where you guys were scraping by and not making any money and just doing it because the European Atreyu fans needed some love or like, was there actual money made? I'm and sure- again, don't reveal, don't reveal any numbers. I don't want anybody to know the financial situation. No, I will, I will. I'm sure this was uh, just a, a reestablishment tour. So this, it was great. They went out with bullet for my Valentine uh, and ginger. So we were, one of three. Um, and I read Steve's diary every day. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Steve's diary. Dude, I love Steve so much. I'm seeing him in a couple weeks. Bro, Steve is, the, is, is my fucking dude. That's my life partner. I'll fucking travel the end of the world with Steve. I've been at, me and him have been everywhere, all over. He's been in more countries at this point now. I can see uh, works for other bands, but I, I fucking, I'm a big fan of Steve. You know what? Pause on that. He was uh, because we just did the whole uh, the, the 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 band that I just worked for. We just did the whole Southeastern Asia, you know, that whole like the Jakarta and the Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. He was out there. And and yeah. And Steve was also he was out there like maybe six months before that with story of the year. Look. And like whenever I had a question about like backline rentals and I kid you not, the drum set that I got in Jakarta was from the 1980s. And they had, they, it didn't even have tuning pegs. Nice. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't actually, I had to take a wrench to tune this drum set because it had like the long, it was a Thomas star classic okay. and it had like the long ass rods. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it didn't have drum keys. They were all like washers and like nuts. And so like <laughs> when the drummer actually came up to the stage to like, you know, check out the kit and all that stuff. And I was, and he pulled out his drum key. I'm like, you're not going to need that today. Here's what you need. <laughs> and I had <laughs> to, a nine, six, just get a crescent wrench, get to work. Boss. <laughs> but, but like, God, that was like, that was one of the biggest meltdowns I've ever had in my touring history. But, but uh, Steve was such a huge, I, we got to get him on the podcast because he's such a good dude. Steve was such a good asset because like, okay, so another story um, they were going to give me in Jakarta, they were going to give me a drum kit that was two. That was, it was one whole red drum kit. And because this band plays double bass drum, they were going to give me a second kick drum that was the brightest fucking yellow I've seen in my entire life. So it was red and one yellow kick drum. And I'm just like, can you give me another brand then? And they were like, oh yeah, we can give you a, a Thomas star classic and all black. I'm like, cool. Perfect. I show up. This thing is rusty. And just like, like I essentially, I had a conversation with the backline guy and I was like, if you guys want to c- continue to bring in professional caliber bands, you got to have a professional caliber kit. And I understand that there's challenges in getting some of these things here, but you know, it just, it might be worth trying to look into to get like a professional caliber kit somewhere in Jakarta. Like if this is the best that you got, like, and I'm not trying to like talk down to this guy or make him feel bad at all, but you know, like a drum, ki- a 40 year old drum kit just isn't going to cut it. I hope, I hope that makes sense. And I hope yeah. I don't sound like a jerk by saying that. that. No, I wouldn't want to. No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So my rant is over. Uh, 
fucking an hour on one tom just trying to figure out how to shit you know like oh, dude no joke so i made the backline company help me tune the kit and change the drum heads because the drum heads were probably as old as the drum kit itself it took three of us no four of us three hours to change the heads on this kit that's i mean i get i know it's a job but that's that's yeah so me by myself that would have taken me 10 hours yeah no thank <laughs> no mas por favor yeah no, um, no. So, all right so atreyu was the first of three on this european run yeah so uh it wasn't it was mainly to just go back out there and reestablish the name let people know that they're because we're going we'll be back out there uh December, so far, I don't know. december november december they got a bunch of uh dates back out there headline and stuff is that uh what, that information? Is that something that can be on here publicly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or should they, we believe that? It's already out? fucking. It's already. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's I know, already. I know the. I know the dates he's referring to. Yeah. Yeah. It's already. Yeah. It's already out in the in the public eye. I don't know any of the bands that are on it. I don't know anything else besides just those dates. But I'm hopefully that one's a win. I think this last one was probably just literally, you know, a gap, a gambling. You know what I mean? That's basically what this whole thing is. Is is just hoping to God you fucking your lure catches a fish. Uh, we went out there. I wouldn't say we made a bunch of money, uh, but I would say they can reconnected with fans to where this next upcoming ticket sales and upcoming uh, venue changes is kind of showing that investment of for that loss. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'd say, it, and that's kind of what it, this whole thing is. It's a fucking gamble. What bands do you take out that will draw? the enough people to your production you know like it, not everybody is bad omens or fucking uh sleep token sleep token well, yeah. there's these people right now that can that are kind of doing their own draw spirit box you know these guys can kind of tour on their own and bring out some up and comers you know a lot of these other bands are touring with four or five fucking you know three headliners two headliners just so that way they can fill the room and, and make sure the guarantees everyone's getting paid up and showed Make sure their production's good. Make sure that their crew is staffed for their production. That's enabling these venues. It trickles all the way down. That's why I think like a lot of these bands see their money going down, but don't make adjustments to their production or to other things. They don't want to sacrifice because it's almost like you have to. It shows like you might be going down a level, and people stepping down a peg is. It's probably not the easiest uh, chip, chip to chew on. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, exactly. Like if, if you go to see a band and last tour, they had a video wall and pyro. And then this tour, they just have like a banner hanging in the back. And it's like, ah, man, the last show was way better. And, you know, that's just that's the thing you don't want is people going. Ah, the last tour was better. Yeah. So you got to you got to you got to spend the money because frankly everybody else is spending the money. So it after a certain point it becomes a, uh, it becomes about like competing and keeping up with the Joneses and well this tour has a video wall so now we have to have a fucking video wall so we're going to spend 10 grand on a video wall per week or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't pay for video walls. I change guitar strings. When management goes over your budget when they see, let's say, ten grand on a video wall, fifteen k in in lights, just then that's fucking minimum. You know, this is all small uh, boards. Another five ten for for lighting board and a front of house. And then if you order some production like fucking stages, decks, fuck yeah, gets to be pricey. Gets to be pricey. Now you got to hire a crew. 
And then you gotta then you gotta put gas on the bus. And you gotta get a bus. And then you somebody somebody's running that video wall and somebody's setting up that video wall. You ever heard of a this is a <laughs> this is a weird question that I was like in a loves the other day. He was in the restroom and I looked up and it says, save ten cents a gallon with a loves reward card. Can we get a loves reward cards and fucking save this like who's are the drivers using that anything? Uh, I don't see why not. Especially like, like if you use it, like I've always, I've always wondered if like tour managers were doing the thing of like the company card to like pay for everything and then use those points to pay for a hotel yeah. oh, rooms or pay I for. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. So uh, it's an Amer- We got an American Express. It's got Delta miles on it. I, I fucking. And plus, I signed the guys up with like Kill Rewards, Marriott. Everything's got an Atreyu uh, Touring Inc. name on it. There's all kinds of things. Expedia, in case we have to use that. Everything's on their account under their name. I set it all up for them. Like, it's so meticulous, but all this stuff can save you money over time. So much, dude. We get so much free shit, it's not even fucking funny. And especially with that credit card, because usually that's what I use for like paying for meals and stuff. These guys are really big about family events. They want to they bring the whole fucking crew out and take them out to dinner with band. It's not like some fucking weird hierarchy. We're band, you're crew, you fucking stay over there. We're over here better than you. Weird shit that some people get into. Uh, they're just really, it's a family, man. So I usually pay for the meals on the card, save some buyouts or something, pay some cash, budget, budget, budget. Uh, but well, I'd say the Europe thing was, was probably a loss, unfortunately. But it wasn't a loss in the in the overall scheme of things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. They, they wanted to take the loss. So that way the win was on the next one. And it's definitely looking like, like a fucking nice win. Venues are getting upgraded. I could see why people are saying it's, it's fucking expensive to tour. Buses are insane. Drivers are insane. insane. And drivers are insane. Us. We're expensive now. We're expensive. Fucking. And for goddamn, if you don't have a good crew. You're fucked. Your fucking business is not yeah. it's a goddamn business. And these yeah. guys are working from nine AM to fucking three minimum. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, especially if you hire if you hire somebody that sucks, like good luck trying to get somebody, hey, we need somebody right now. Oh uh, yeah. I don't I've had to deal with that. So that's another thing that you can add to the what do you have to deal with as a tour manager? Fucking hiring and firing people. Firing somebody is a fucking it sucks. Weird, yeah, because this is their dream. This isn't like just a fucking McDonald's job. You know what I mean? This isn't just some, you, you're filling up water bottles. This is somebody's dream. This is like, man, are, some people, some people just magically hop in with a, with a, I don't fucking know. They just network or something. I don't know. But a lot of these people, it's their dream to be out here, to be on the road, be in with musicians, be networked in this fucking real weird, strange web that we're part of. So to fire somebody and see it in their eyes that you just like, fuck it. Even though, hey, it wasn't me, it was you. You know, like your fucking work ethic sucked and, and you know what the fuck you're doing. I had a fucking guitar player rubbing goddamn lighter fluid all over a fucking guitar. I don't even know what that is. I know you can you can rub it up like some of the frets, but I'm like, you can't clean up. You what do you so clean the fingerprints off? I'm like, oh <laughs> Yeah, I know I know that technique, but I never heard of using like lighter fluid. Yeah, because like you can It'll because it evaporates so quickly. It evaporates like sweat and like certain things, uh, but not lighter. There's there's better. Yeah, it was. Fucking, there's better ways, like two ways to do that. He had the camper uh, on its side, like like I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? Why? Oh my god! But yeah, so that's a that's a fun thing that tour managers get to do: fire people and then 
the fun thing of hiring somebody and hoping to God that this person is going to be just a scotch better than what you just said and deal with. Yeah. And, and that's like, if, um, God, I've, I have a lot that I want to say here, but, uh, I, I'll say it this way. If I'm trying to source somebody for a tour or if somebody hits me up and says like, Hey, do you know a guitar tech or like, do you know a drum tech? Do you know anybody available? I'm going to go like, I'm going to ask you, Justin, I'm going to ask you, Jose, like, Hey, you know, because I trust you guys and I trust your opinions. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like throw up just like, I mean, I have in the past, but if like, if somebody hit me up and they were like, Hey, I'm available and I'm like, mm, I don't know you, man. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to respond to it. But like, if I ask you guys and you guys say, yo, fucking killer drum tech, take this guy. It's a part, it's a part of my reputation as well. So I want to yeah. try and put the best foot forward that I can for somebody else for their tour. Yeah. Vouch is big, dude. Or vouch is big in this industry. It can, it can make or break you and that person, you know, like, yeah, but I, I only got like, I didn't do like from recommendations too. Like I didn't, it's all, a lot of it's like, uh, there's like the, there's always a percentage of luck that comes into play. And then, yep. you know, get, getting a recommendation, like, like someone opens the door for you. Absolutely. I like the luck thing though, because you're absolutely fucking right about that. Luck to be a fucking job tomorrow. And you have just no idea who you met, yeah. what time it was at the right moment. Luck is a, it's a hell of a road in this for sure. Yeah, for sure. And most, most of my jobs within the past year have come from other people. Jose has recommended me for gigs and, you know, I'm super thankful that he did because that gig has actually opened the door and putting that name on my resume. Like I can't tell you how, how many times within the past few months that I've sent my resume around to other people. And that one band that I worked for that Jose recommended me for every single time, they're just like that band. Fuck. Yeah, they're great. And so like, and, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted that, that gig was just so that way I could put that one band name on my resume. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, like a whole shitload of doors open just because, you know, and, and of course, like going to festivals and networking with other people. And there's one te there's one tech in particular, Jose, I think I introduced you to him. Uh, his name is Bruce Nickel, and he's the guitar tech for Theory of a Dead Man. Okay. I, I, wait, do I remember? Yeah, yeah. I think I do remember. Uh, at Blue Ridge? It might have been Blue Ridge. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, it was Blue Ridge. Okay. Because he's uh, he's he, he was the one that recommended me for Ice Nine Kills. And then he also recommended me for the the gig, and I haven't announced that yet. I actually have to block that one out because, like, beep. no, no, yeah, beep. yeah, believe I missed the I missed beep. the beat. Oh, there's 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 a few in the Nadia episode. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna beep that out too because, well, no, by the time, yeah, yeah, just recommendations, man. Like, and and, and your and as we've said before in in past episodes, your reputation is everything in this industry. Actually, like technical skill is pr is definitely great to have and it's going to get you your first gig, but then you're going to keep getting gigs because you're a good person and people want to be around you. And honestly, like I'm mostly in this industry, A, because I love it, but B, because I love hanging out with you guys. Like, because you're a good person and people want to be around you. Uh, I, don't, I like I, to be I try. Dude, it? Justin, I, I love how Baron. Darren can just came in and just like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a great hang, so that's how I like <laughs> keep my gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suck, but I'm a good hang. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the fucking best hang that you will ever have in your life. 
Hire me. No, I I mean, I just I I like I don't I don't want to toot my own horn, but I I try to be a good person and I try to be somebody that people like I actually put effort into being somebody that other people want to be around. I'm I don't know if anybody else puts effort into that, but like yeah. at the end of the day, I'm just exhausted. Like I probably I don't did. know. Yeah. yeah, I remember I remember I had to I had to tell you like, hey dude, chill out. You're thinking like too hard. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that in particular. <laughs> I probably don't try to put too much effort into people because I'm afraid they're going to ask me for something. That's probably on master tour that they then never check out. And so I'm just like, it's going to just add to the fucking other master tour questions I've been asked. So if I just walk past this person, they probably won't even ask me anything. Like where's the bathroom? Are there towels? <laughs> Are there shower towels anywhere around here? You seen any stage towels? Yeah. So- Tool manager life. Yeah, just 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 put a pair of these in and just pretend they're playing all the time. Like they, they don't even have to be on. My career before this was I was a uh, I was a I was a supervisor in factories, and so like I actually had to manage people. So I can commiserate with you in regards to managing people. But one of my one of my moves was like if I didn't want anybody to bother me, I just grabbed a thick stack of papers. And I would just walk somewhere with a sense of purpose. Like, you know, like I was annoyed at something and I was going to go handle something. But really, I was just leaving for the day and I don't want anybody to bother me. That's me. That's when you see me do that. That's used, That's what I'm trying to do. I'm like, fuck. Okay. I just look forward. Blanks. Blank expressions. Don't stare at it. I got to stop doing that because I think people think I'm unapproachable. I'm probably one of the nicest guys with me. Oh, you're, 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 you're one of the best dudes I know, but tip for you in the future, just grab a few sheets of paper and just like hold on to them. Like you're pissed off about. Yeah, exactly. Like you're like, you're about to go to the promoter's office and rip his (laughs) ass out. Never want to do that. Promoters are your friends. Promoters are your friends. No, no, no. Everybody's in the music. Everybody in the music industry is is great. Nobody sucks. (laughs) Nobody sucks. Nobody. It's a, yeah. Fellas, does anybody have any parting thoughts or anything that they wanted to talk about? Any 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 dates to promote? And, it, and either of you guys write a book you want to promote? No book. No? Not no, yet? No book. Yeah. What would be the title of your book? Why? Question mark. Just, wh- just why? Yeah. Why question dot, mark. Dot, dot. With the word, also like the word question mark. No question. No, no actual yeah, question mark. Why, comma, question mark. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> And then put like Snoopy's house underneath it. That'll be my fucking my mascot. <laughs> uh, you'd you'd have to get some clearances from the. Oh my god, who wrote the peanut stuff? Chuck something. Nah, we're past it. Oh, there's some trade dates coming up, huh? There is. They haven't been announced, so I guess I can't say them. There's some European trade dates coming up. November, December, fourth. I should I should know. I should know. It's too far away. Do you do you know your December dates? Uh, I know. Yes, I do. Fuck. I, uh, <laughs> well, well, my dates are like end of October through beginning of December. It's basically the same time frame as the Trinity tour was uh-huh. and basically all the same venues. That'll be fun. Though. <laughs> Those were good venues. Those were nice. Venues. It was, it was, it was my first arena tour. So it was, it was a learning curve, like learning. Oh shit. Like I actually have to walk a far distance from the, like I had always done club touring before that. And so like, and I, I, I love telling people that I started touring six months before touring stopped. So I, I started touring in October, September 2019. And, you know, when you like when you're touring in the club, when you're touring in clubs and stuff like that, like the dressing room is like 10 feet away from the stage. 
And so like, if you need to grab the guys for something, it's just, they're right there and there's no need for radios. But then like you get to arenas and they're like, all right, here's your radio. And I'm just like, Oh shit. Like this is, this is real. And your scooter. Oh yeah. You know what? I almost, I almost bought a scooter in, in, I can't skateboard to save my life. So I almost bought a scooter for this last tour. And then I was going to leave it in Europe, but let's just like at a venue, just like here, stagehand, you have this. You can get you can get a small one if you pack light. Just fucking bring it on the airplane. I do all of my luggage is so small because I try to take up a small footprint on the bus, and like there's no more space for anything. If somebody gives me a hoodie during the tour, I'm just like, what do I do with this? I guess I have to wear three hoodies home now, <laughs> which Shut I've done. Oh fuck that! Just fucking suffocating yourself. Sit in an airplane. Too many people around you. Well, dude, I already have to do that because no, like I, I you know, I, I'm a fucking roadie. I fly economy. And so like, you know, you, you know how big I am. And so like, I'm in the seats like this flying home, making sure that I'm not touching anybody and you know, I'm not in anybody's space or encroaching or anything. Huh? Here's a final thought. People need to stop booking shit flights for fucking crew. Jesus Christ, dude. Especially the bands that can afford it. Fucking Give me, give me business class. At least I'm fucking in business, motherfucker. Or at least an A. Give me the A seat so I can get the fuck in this thing quick. Put my shit in the fucking top. I can fuck out of there. You know, I don't want them sitting in D <laughs> or Z L Q so you can save a fucking buck. Fucking row sixty four. Exactly. Exactly. I'm you, a businessman doing business, man. I know what your catering and shit budget is, motherfucker. Go on ahead and hook me the fuck up with a nice flight, all right? I see. Here you go. I got you. I, buy us all better flights. I just booked us some cheap catering. There you go. Lunchables for everyone. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, lunchables for everyone. <laughs> I got you guys some sick flights. Check them out. <laughs> Honestly, I would, I'd, make that ex- I'd make that exchange. Fuck yeah. Oh, dude, it's the worst getting on a shit fucking flight with six layovers. Oh, man. Oh, God. Uh, I think I mentioned this uh, during the last episode, but uh, my flight home was from Australia. So we landed in LAX. And as soon as I got reception back, I got a notification on my phone. Flight to Philadelphia canceled. Are you fucking kidding me? And so like I started panicking and I actually left my passport in the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> so like as, oh, no. as I was trying, as I was trying to figure out like a new flight home and I had already stepped off the plane and like, then I panicked because we were entering the U.S. I need my passport. And so then, like, I turn around to the gate and I'm like, I have to get back in there. I have, my, like, my passport. Passport, passport, passport. And she was like, it's fu-. Like, I also lost my hat. But at this point, I'd rather take the passport than the hat. And so the lady ended up going back onto the flight and the cleaning crew actually found it and brought it back up. On my way to the ticketing gate to try and figure out a new ticket situation... Thankfully, American automatically rebooked me for a new flight. So at that point, it was just a flight to from L.A. to Vegas and then a flight from Vegas to Philly, which fine. I can handle that. But goddamn, that's that's a way to end a tour. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. But that's fine. That's not a shit, shit flight booking. That's just, you know, shit flights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The, my tour manager did great booking flights. Yeah. Did he get you a nice shout out to name of tour manager? Because if I say the name, it might reveal who I worked for. Shout out to name of tour manager. Woo! All right. <laughs> fuck. Uh, fellas, it was good catching up with you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man. It's good to see you. Uh, 
yeah, I'll see you guys sometime soon. Let's all let's all make out. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> Party on, Garth. Thank you for listening to the Roadie Friday podcast. Have a question or an idea? Email us at roadiefridaypod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Theme music by Ricky Armolino. Editing and production by Darren Makins. 